I'm so loud today. Can you show myself quickly? And we are live. You're a little late, darling. I will switch, though, just for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Valeria wants to make sure she looks good, so we're going to switch over to her for a moment. You ready? There she is. How do you, how do you look, darling? It's fine. I think you look pretty good. All right. All right. <clears throat> I'm a little brighter. I feel like I'm a little brighter than you today. Maybe yep. we need to up the lights or something like that. Anyway, uh, more... Do you want me to make this light brighter? If you'd like, you can. Yeah, sure. More total lack of professionalism here on toxic masculinity, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and as we call it, what's our tagline, darling? Least professional, least professional show on YouTube. The least professional show on YouTube. That's right. That's right. You are in for a, a, a treat today, ladies and gentlemen, because today's show is particularly unprofessional. I haven't read any of the news stories. I was busy working on a video from Mr. Reagan, the Mr. Reagan channel. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't have any any idea what I'm going to be doing today. I mean, I had got the stories, but I'm going to be reading them right along with you. So this will be exciting. Uh, is there anything? Your left side is bright. Yes, that's true. My left side is bright. Thank you very much. I did that intentionally because, you know, that right there, that's the only handsome part of me left after I got fat. <laughs> so, all right. So... Uh, 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 Valeria, do we have any exciting personal news or are we just moving straight on to story number one? Or opening segment? Oh, my opening segment. I'm so glad you remembered. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what the show is called, but let's play it anyway. Toxic Masculinity. That's right. This is Toxic Masculinity. I'm your host, Chris Coles. This is my lovely wife, Valeria. And, uh, you know, you know, we're here to, to entertain you, possibly to bicker slightly. Let's just not do this for two hours like we did yesterday. Don't, don't bicker for two hours? I don't know if that's possible. Woo, hello. Somebody's got a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Noti writes, great. Love to watch you crash and burn. That's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Valeria, try not to break any microphones today. Okay. <laughs> As you can see, Valeria got some lovely flowers for uh, Women's Day, which is March 8th, yesterday. Um, of course, I, I didn't buy them. She bought them for herself. Because, because I forgot, all right? It's not my fault, all right? It's not my fault. There's nothing you can do when you forget something. Okay, I remember on the 7th. And I said, I'm going to buy you flowers. Yeah. And then I did it. <laughs> I'm a horrible husband. All right. If you have a Russian wife, buy her flowers on, on uh, March 8th. And you know, oh, I, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to get in trouble. Why? Uh, it's, it should be easy for me to remember Women's Day because one of my exes, it was her birthday. <laughs> And she was Eastern European, so I—that's how I remember. That's how I remember. <laughs> well, anyway, I remember your birthday too. What's my birthday? July something. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what it is. All right. So, okay. So let's get to the first news story, darling. Okay. <laughs> Pierce Morgan fired for refusing to hashtag believe her. 
Piers Morgan has been fired for refusing to believe her. I love this story. Okay, so this is actually a continuation of a story that we did yesterday. Oh, shoot. Sorry, guys. More more lack of professionalism right here. <laughs> there we are. Um, it's a continuation of a story that we did yesterday about the Meghan Markle interview. And in fact, I, I reposted a video. I was going to post a new video last night, but instead I posted this Meghan Markle video that I did months ago. And I was hoping that it would get a nice bump because of that she's in the news right now. You know, just capitalize on people's particular interests right now. I'm getting a lot of good comments, but... Um, YouTube has started to restrict my channel to only subscribers. So unless you subscribe to Mr. Reagan, you actually will never see um, a Mr. Reagan video pop up as uh, as a recommendation. They won't show them to you unless you're subscribed to, to my channel, which is really quite shocking, actually. Um, I, I occasionally will get a video that, that goes over like 92% subscribers. So it'll show you how many people subscribe to your channel, watch your video, and how many people that are unsubscribed to your channel have watched your video. And on uh, on all the videos recently, it's like 92% subscribed, which means that nobody's that's unsubscribed seeing it. Because how many, show, how many channels do you watch regularly that you'd never subscribe to? I mean, I, I would say most of them for me. I, I rarely subscribe to channels. I, I just watch them consistently. Then they're they're suggested to me and every once in a while I'm like, Hey, I haven't seen that show in a while. I have to go look it up. But, um, but with me, if you're not subscribed, you are not getting any kind of, you are not getting thumbnails for my show. That's how that goes. Anyway. So thank you YouTube for effing me. That's amazing. Uh, all right. So let's get on with the story. Enough, enough whinging. Uh, I don't want to be too much like Meghan Markle here. All right. So Meghan Markle, obviously she did this interview on Oprah where she was like, uh, you know, poor little rich girl. She's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so rich. I'm so rich. It's terrible. I hate being rich. And, and I'm a princess. And, uh, you know, my life is so terrible. And uh, it was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I think if you kind of had a kind of issue with Meghan Markle before she did this interview, you really hated her after this interview. Um, people, look, let, let's, let's, let's move to our, um, our Meghan Markle correspondent here. Oops. What am I doing? Uh, Valeria. Valeria, why don't you tell us what the people are saying on the internet about Meghan Markle currently after this interview? What was the reaction? Well, I'm watching two Russian-speaking bloggers that talk about Meghan for the last two days. Yeah. And she's completely destroyed there. They're, they're destroying her on the show. You mean they're, they're saying a lot of horrible things about her. Not, not horrible the truth right. how it was actual and what what she said like mm -hmm. how much victim victim she yeah because uh, so, there's some people really follow this royal stuff very closely and they can I tell I right always did, that's why you're the I was, correspondent i was here. always interested but the point is the people who follow it very closely they know what's really going on behind the scenes yeah you know? and a lot of people love her a lot of people hate her well I did not like her from the beginning because I I suspect she's going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. Even like her cousin said, if you're going to let her in the family, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. That yeah. happened to be a disaster, so. so. So they predicted disaster or they are predicting disaster in the future. Her uh, relative said that she's going to be a disaster for you. 
Right. So they she predicted that ages ago, and now it... she was it. She was she was com- <laughs> bless you. <laughs> she was complicated person even right. before she got in the royal family. Right. She was complicated back then. So this can relative imagine... predicted, and now it's come true. Can you imagine now? Because relative know her from right. since she was a child. Right. She was in Hollywood. Right. Like, so was... this isn't like a huge surprise for people who follow no, this stuff closely. Yeah, it's not. No, but it is a big surprise, or somewhat of a surprise for those of us who don't care. And um, one thing that, um, but one person that it wasn't a surprise for how horrible she's been is Piers Morgan, because Piers Morgan has a bit of a history with her. I think she's he, she's interviewed with him before or something, and she was a bit difficult. I think um, Piers Morgan. I I I watch what he said. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, I watched some clips that my Russian YouTuber put on uh, her show yeah. when she was explaining what he said, what was the problem, even before this interview, like way back, because yeah, she was yeah. on the news a lot, uh-huh, yeah. especially criticized by British press. Yeah. And I think, I even though I don't really like her, I'm on, I'm not on her side, mm-hmm. which probably gonna put me in big trouble in the future. Well, <laughs> that's what I think, and I think that he wasn't always fair to her ah he ah, was too his... harsh like too harsh right you right. can't say the truth but how he presented it well he's that's kind of who he is he's he, kind of like a, i a think bit of a i find jerk. it disturbing even though it's hilarious <laughs> but i think it's too much he is funny but, but he is much. also a bit of a jerk it's true um but okay so but this is bizarre this is bizarre because he's been fired and I mean, I don't even understand how this could possibly be justified in any kind of a way. Now he's quit. Actually, he's 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 resigned. He but you know, he was fired. You know, they said you resign or we fire you. Yeah. You know, that's what happened. So he's he's been fired for asking the question. Oh no, no, not asking a question for for saying that he doesn't actually believe her when she was saying speaking in her interview. He said that specifically. He said, um, let's see here. I wouldn't believe her if she read me a weather report, he said. And and the real the real concerning things to people uh, is that he was talking about how she she complained that she was suicidal. Right. That's yeah. That was a total lie. Right. But see, so you're saying that suicidal? too. Suicidal. You're saying that too. You're saying that that was a total lie as well. How can you think about suicide? What was? Cardi B, Cardi B clip. What was the reason? <laughs> I wish we had it. I could just... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, she's she's either such a delicate person that she that she should probably not be famous. She's not right? delicate. She's pretending to be delicate. Well, that's and the other has, option. She right? has rights to say it because she is. Or or she recognizes she recognizes that being a victim has benefits in our society. And she's faking it to to reap those benefits. She's and I, good, I don't she, think it's she the... is a good actress. Right. <laughs> she is a good actress. Yeah, yeah. Valeria, Valeria, look into the camera like this and be like, I my life is terrible. Don't you don't actually have to do it. <laughs> you know, I and I, I tweeted about this because uh I realized that all she had had to do, she wanted to win people over and make people love her, conservatives and leftists alike. All she had to do is go on that Oprah show. And be like, you know what, Oprah? I've complained a lot over the years about this little detail and that little detail, and maybe people didn't treat me quite right here or there. I didn't feel. But I'm gonna be honest with you, my life is awesome. I'm freaking rich. 
I married a, a one of the princes of Great Britain. You know, I have some beautiful kids, you know. I live in a mansion. Life is good. I have nothing to complain about. I mean, you can complain about lack of lack of um, stuff that you want to do, like in movies and being in movies. Yeah, no, you, no, you she just... can't complain. She doesn't have a right to complain. No, you have a right. No, to... she doesn't. She flies private. She flies on private. Anyone who flies on private jets, no right to complain about anything in your life. And if she would have said something snarky, like "you hate me because you ain't me" or something like this. I think that she would have won people over, you know, a little bit of a sense of humor, a little bit of self-deprecation, a little bit of, you know, of a recognition of her, of her. So this is what, what uh, people always say about like uh, white people in America, you need to recognize your privilege, right? And it's mostly white people saying that actually, <laughs> but, but a lot of white people aren't that, aren't actually that privileged aren't privileged really much at all, at least relative to other people in America. But Meghan Markle, good God, she is, I would say, she may be the single most privileged person on earth. On earth. I mean, you might say Oprah is, but Oprah's, you know, Oprah's old, overweight, not an attractive woman. Meghan Markle's a beautiful woman. She's got everything going for her. She, she's like, she's like golden. She's not allowed to complain. I think she's greedy for the fame. She huh? wants to be more famous, right? Because she she said on the interview, "I left I left everything. I left Hollywood. I left my career." Yeah. I don't think a yeah. lot of people knew who Megan. Well, Marvel. in life, we all make decisions, right? We all make decisions about career or family. Everybody makes those decisions. Where do you want to live? You Is can't it... compare career and family. You had a different career in Buckingham Palace. If you want to do Hollywood movies, okay, do it now. But the why? Would you put so much negative stuff on your right, right. husband's just make the decision family? To, just make the decision. Say you're sorry. I In mean, the I, end of the day, you're going to lose this war. At the end of the day, she should apologize for causing turmoil in the royal she family. Won't, she won't apologize. I just hope that uh, Palace uh -huh. will do investigation. Like, uh, Pal Palace was silent for the whole time until, yeah. until she started doing this. Yeah. Rumors, interview, like exposal and stuff. Exposure, exposure. Uh, honestly, it's such a stupid story. I, I, it's, it's a ridiculous that we spend so much time on it. But it's something you know, and I like hearing you talk, so it's fun. But can you imagine? Pierce Morgan has had an amazing career. I mean, all the I don't really like him, but he's done some amazing things in his life. I agree with him on some things. I don't agree with him on others. I mean, whatever. He's all right. But at the end of the day. He, he said some crazy stuff. Like, he said some really stuff that I think leftists would find very offensive. And he and he ends up getting fired over saying that he doesn't believe Meghan Markle is actually, was actually suicidal. That's why he gets fired? I mean, that's insane to me. That's like, to me, this is like mind-boggling. It's like, you, you're not allowed to not believe Meghan Markle. Everything Meghan Markle says is true, and if you don't believe her... You're not allowed to have a job. That that to me is completely insane. I don't know. No comment. So I I just think that Buckingham Palace was yeah. silent for the whole time, and recently they actually start investigation on how many people left while Meghan. Markle... Did I interrupt you and you're trying to finish your thought? Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> Meghan Markle was in in charge. Yeah. 
of the assistance, like yeah. sending a helicopter pilot to get her pizza and stuff like this, and a lot of people left. Right, a lot of people quit the royal and, palace because she was palace such a pain. Was silent until now. They're just investigating. I think they're just gonna do something now. What do you mean? What what, what, can they, what can they do? What are you talking about? They can bring people. Uh, people can start talking. Right. Of course, from the palace approval, what did she do? Because she. But, but just... what are you talking about? They're not gonna like try her for you know crimes. No, it's not. The you crime, mean just like but, leak leak information people, to the press? Pe- or... I don't think people will be silent about. So, so you how, think they're gonna how, put out some kind how of how she actually? She, she, do you think they're acted. gonna put out some kind of statement, or they're gonna they're gonna leak information yeah. to the media? Yeah. That'll make her look bad. Okay, that's what you're saying. Well, I for one am sick of this story. I just wanted to talk about how ridiculous we got way more than I thought. I just want to talk about how ridiculous it was that Piers Morgan got fired over this. The UK. Okay, they said, okay, let me read some of this because they said that they got 41,000 complaints at like Ofcom or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, they said they got 41,000 complaints. 41, here it is. The announcement comes after broadcasting regulator Ofcom launched an investigation after it received more than 41,000 complaints regarding a comment made by the presenter following Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah, Whitney, uh, Oprah Winfrey. In a statement, the broadcaster said, following discussions with ITV, Pierce Morgan has decided that now is the time to leave Good Morning Britain. ITV has accepted the decision. No, he didn't. He got fired. The Duchess of Sussex opened up about her suicidal thoughts during her time at the royal family in a deeply personal and explosive interview with Oprah Winfrey. Meghan said that she got... Uh, to the stage where she just didn't want to be alive anymore. After the clip aired, Morgan, Morgan said during primetime program, I'm sorry, I just don't believe a word. She says, I wouldn't believe her if she read me a weather report. <laughs> I love that. I love that he said that. Because you know what? He he knows her personally. He's followed her career. He doesn't believe her. Why is that a problem? Why is it a problem that he has an opinion? Why is it a problem that he is able to listen to somebody and say that he doesn't believe them? He thinks they're lying. Why does that get you fired? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is deeply offensive to me as a human being. And everyone in Britain should be ashamed. 41,000 complaints. They got 41,000 complaints from like six people. There's just six people calling over and over again. Anyway. All right. I'm done with this story. Next story. Okay. Story finds atheists are more likely to get vaccinated. Ah, that's very interesting. Of course they do because they don't believe in God. Atheists are getting vaccinated protection like a natural weapon they, they they more believe in science science a- atheists well well okay so i don't know if atheists atheists don't really have a, a god or a faith or 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 a set of principles based on anything beyond you know physics i guess so <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me that they would but um yeah there, there is a certain I think there's a certain number of atheists that are nihilists. I think nihilism is sort of the the logical conclusion of atheism, at least in the way I see it. I've never heard an atheist explain their philosophical view of the world in any way that doesn't that makes any sense outside of being a nihilist. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, if you're going to be if you're a nihilist and you only believe in physics and chemistry and science, then it does make does make sense that you would be more uh, more, more uh, you'd have more faith in science than somebody who, who may have, have other other things that they believe in. Uh, but uh, let's let's have a read because I don't actually know what this says because I didn't get a chance to read it. So let's have a look here. Atheists are more likely to get vaccinated. Survey finds 
Atheists have a reputation for putting their faith in science, not divination. Exactly what we just said. <laughs> now it's a fact. A new Pew Research poll uh, survey sorry, <clears throat> shows that the godless are more likely to get, to get vaccinated for COVID-19 compared to religious groups. As 90% of atheists responded that they will definitely or probably seek the shot or have already received their first vaccination dose. Meanwhile, an average of 77% of Catholics will go for the jab, and only 62% of Protestants, uh, Protestant participants, including white or Hispanic evangelical worshipers at historically black churches, will do the same. By contrast, nearly half, 45% of white evangelicals, uh, say they definitely or probably will not seek uh, the coronavirus vaccine, regardless of the manufacturer. Insights into how various spiritual communities currently approach vaccination were first reported by Religious News Service as part of a broader report by Pew Research to investigate Americans' intentions regarding COVID-19. Now, I talked about this in an earlier video, how there is a kind of divide in America between Christians and scientists and, and just the scientific community generally. And it's really a shame. It shouldn't be like that. There's no need, really, I don't think, to divide Americans... Uh, uh, against science or to divide or to pitch science against um, pitch or pit. I think it's pit. To pit science, scientists and the scientific community against Christians. I don't really know why that happened except that there was a kind of reluctance, I think, in the early 20th century to for Christians to accept uh, to, for Christians to accept um, the evolution of man as an answer to how man was created, because they thought it was in, in, in uh, it contradicted, you know, the the divine origins of man by God. And because of that, because of that um, hesitance to believe that, um, some scientists decided that well, Christians are stupid, and there was this really vicious uh, uh, lashing out against Christians and uh, you know faith people of faith throughout the country. Over the years, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I think that's a, a big mistake of, of scientists. You don't need to be hateful of Christians uh, to conduct your science. Uh, that, that, doesn't, like, that doesn't help you in any way. In fact, it just turn, turns people against you. And, uh, and then it makes things more difficult if, for instance, you have a, a, a vaccine that's, that's actually viable and good and, and people should try to take it. If people are overly skeptical of you, it may end up in a situation where you can't convince them to take it because you have you have created so much ill will against scientists and science that people are afraid to take it because they don't they don't trust you. You know, scientists. One thing, I I don't trust. It, it's harder for me to trust atheists. I wouldn't say I don't trust atheists at all because a couple of my best friends are atheists. But but I think that if I don't know you and you say you're a Christian. I mean, sometimes you people say they're a Christian just to gain your trust, and then they then they really scam you. But um, so I'm I'm kind of skeptical of everyone. But uh, but I'm certainly if I believe that you are in fact a a true believing Christian, I'm going to trust you a little bit more than I would, you know, somebody who's an atheist because I I don't I just don't see how an atheist has any kind of principles. Like, what's to stop an atheist from doing bad things? I still don't understand that. They're like, oh, well, we work by the humanist rule of, you know, uh, what, what, what do they call it? Uh, I forget. Anyway, they, they, they have certain principles that they live by, that they apparently live by. But 
it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Not none of it really makes sense to me unless you have a core uh presence in the universe that you have to answer to at the end of the day, right? That you can look up to, that you have some kind of respect for, that you have some kind of uh um what's the what's the word? Gratitude? Well, Gratitude let's start that this vaccine yep. is not a traditional vaccine. Right, it's an experimental vaccine. Experimental. Yeah. So I prefer to wait five, ten years, or just make non, not m- mRNA. Just make. That, that's the other vaccine. thing that I was going to. That's the other thing I was going to say. If you, I, if they well, it make... would take too long to make the, the traditional vaccine. I will wait. <laughs> the, but the point that the point I wanted to make was, uh, it may be in some cases actually better to be more skeptical of science. Like I don't know about this particular vaccine, but there may be a time. When, a, when science comes out with something that seems magnificent and it's actually, it's actually a disastrous, right? And the people who are actually a little bit more skeptical of it may be the ones that survive it, you know, come, come out of it unscathed. So just to, be, to, to have faith in science is to have faith in man, which we all do on a daily basis. I mean, you know, we're, we're in a tower right now in a skyscraper built by men, engineered by man. You never know if that engineer was a good engineer or a, a pretty good engineer. <laughs> He's well, a pretty good engineer. That survived uh, earthquakes. Earthquakes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this building was built quite a long time ago, I think. So hopefully it's safe. But, you, you know, you just, you know, things made by man, they don't always work out. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think that... Uh, we all have to trust each other a little bit as a society. Uh, you know, it may, maybe it's the right thing to do to be skeptical. Maybe it's the right thing to do to trust science in this case. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out in the com- coming years. I'm more likely to trust science actually just generally. You're a little bit more skeptical of the vaccine. I, I know a lot of the people well, watching I, are more I can skeptical. just say my body, my choice, okay? <laughs> in terms of vaccination, right. guys. All right. Well, the point is that... Uh, Atheists are more likely to take the vaccine, which I don't really think comes as a surprise to anyone, but it's an interesting story nonetheless. Uh, just really goes into the psychology of how people think. And uh, one thing, let me just say this about atheists. There's probably some atheists watching. I have some atheist fans. I know that. A lot of atheist conservatives, which I love. But I'll tell you what, the problem I have with atheism and atheists, at least with the ones that um, evangelize their atheism, is that atheists tend to be incredibly smug. There is a kind of smugness, very much like Democrats, where they'll kind of lecture people and talk down to people as if they're stupid because they believe in God and they go to church and like, oh, you know, oh, you're you know, you're stupid because you don't believe the same things that I do. Well, I mean, Christians can say the same things about atheists, but we don't because we're not a holes. <laughs> and uh, and that's why I think you know, it's 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 always difficult to convince people that you're right of things. I think. Well, maybe not. I mean, maybe that's a good way of con- convincing people you're right. If you're smug and you're an a-hole, some people don't want to be made fun of, and so they'll agree with you just so that they can be on the team that is a little bit more mean, so they don't want to be on the victim team that's being attacked. Um, but you're probably not going to have that many friends. I've met Michael Shermer in real life. We did a presentation together once, and uh, he's very short. I don't know if that means anything. Just want to put that out there. All right. <laughs> like, like weirdly short. Okay. Next story. 
Americans are not confident in Biden's mental condition. Oh, yeah. really? I read this headline, but I didn't read the article. Even his, even his dog is not in a good mental condition. <laughs> I know the dog. The dog had to be sent back to Delaware for biting somebody else. It's, you know, that's kind of a bit of a shame. Nobody hates dogs. You know, even Biden's dog. You gotta love. You gotta love the dog. But um, let's see here. Shock poll. It says <laughs> this is from Gateway Pundit. Shock poll. This is shocking. This is shocking. Half the country not confident in Joe Biden's mental and physical condition. Uh, yeah, no joke. Okay, let's see here. For over two years, the liberal media has been lying to the American public. The Ameri- to the American public? Pu- a publican, it says? Somebody at Gateway Pundit needs an editor here. Um, about Joe Biden's mental state. Joe Biden is in midstream dementia, and his gaps are getting harder and harder for the liberals and their media to hide. Let's see here. The latest Rasmussen poll released on Tuesday says 30% of voters say they, they are very confident in Joe Biden's physical and mental ability. And at least 30% of those are lying. <laughs> no, I would say of the 34%, I would say I would say most of them are lying. There is no way that you are, quote, very confident of Joe Biden's is physical Is that 40% ability. who actually voted for Joe Biden? That's no this this is that was thirty four percent forty percent say they are concerned with Joe's mental and physical. Decline. Okay, so actually he got thirty four percent. They're very election. confident. Yeah, they're very confident. So now I know how much Trump won sixty sixty six percent, right? Sixty six percent. Awesome. That's what I want to know. Well, there's probably a certain <laughs> contingent that say they they are somewhat confident. <laughs> Oh my god. This is this is this number is such a lie. Every one of those people I think probably are lying. I mean, I would say okay, I think it's possible there's somebody out there who's very confident. Chris, the rest of the people are not even alive. Yeah. <laughs> the people who voted. Um no, I I you yeah, look, there's probably somebody out there who's very confident in Joe Biden's mental and physical condition, but they've got to be like in their hundreds. There's somebody that's in their hundreds in a wheelchair, can barely move or speak. They're like, eh, Joe Biden seems pretty sharp to me. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the only people who think Joe Biden is got all his faculties. Um, is that it? Is that the whole story? That was the whole story. Wow. Okay. I didn't I didn't check that out already. Uh, I mean, we could click on the Rasmussen poll, but I think that that really says it all. I think we've I think we've covered that as extensively as it needs to be covered. Shall we move on to the next story, Dolly? Yep. Illegal immigration on track to top past three years combined. Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> Illegal immigration. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. On track. On, on track. track. I don't understand my own wife and her, her crazy accent. All right, let's move to the desktop and have a look here. Uh-oh, Candace Owens, 25% off. She looking beautiful. That's amazing. Candace. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to watch that show. That's from Daily Wire. So there's a little ad for you for Daily Wire. <laughs> All right. Arizona border chief says that illegal immigration on track to top the past three years combined. The past three years combined. If you take all those illegal immigrants, we're on track to surpass that in 2021. We've already did you, surpassed. Did you hear about the accident that happened where people the died? The traffic accident? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, We talked about it on the show a little bit. Did we? Yeah, I did. I mentioned it, I think. Oops. <laughs> All right, let's see here. So, uh, we've already passed 2018. It's only March. 
We've already passed the 2018 numbers. A U.S. Uh, sorry, a U.S. Border Patrol office uh, official. <laughs> I know, learn to read. I say that every single episode because I'm. I don't know why. Uh, said that illegal immigration is on track this financial year to top the past three years combined. I don't know what financial year means. Uh, let's see here. John Modlin, the interim chief in charge of the Border Patrol's Tucson sector, revealed how large the ongoing flood of illegal, illegal, immig- uh, illegal immigration has grown over the past several months. Uh, Modlin said that the current pace continues unabated. Illegal immigration will top all of 2018, 2019, 2020 combined. So right now, we're about a hundred percent over where we were this time, this last fiscal year. It's weird that people talk in fiscal year, especially for an immigration official. Why don't you just talk about the year? Chris, it just occurred to me, our last two topics. Yeah. Sorry, bringing it back. They're Is this concerned, a digression? They concern about Biden's mental conditions yeah, because. Uh-huh. His dog bite the security guy, or was it Biden? <laughs> you think Biden actually bit the security guy and they're blaming it on the dog? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just trying to sniff. I, it got I, out of control. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. Okay. That is oh, a, two bucks? Good. Just two bucks for what? For what? For, for Valeria's hilarious Austin? joke. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say when we started taking um, money, you know, when this thing opened up to get for people to give us money to ask questions. Sometimes it's a little tricky to know where to type in the thing. Like my brother. No, they actually have like a smile emoji. Oh, so they did. So thank you, Nico Greco, for two dollars. A little shout out. Very good. Very nice. Okay, let's see here. Um, Anyway, uh, we've already surpassed the first four months of this fiscal year. We've already surpassed. Sorry, we've already sur- surpassed all of 2018. If the flow continues at this rate, uh, at the rate it is here, by the end of this fiscal year, we will have surpassed. Why does it keep saying fiscal year? Stop saying that. Um, if the flow continues <laughs> at the rate, it, we will have surpassed 2018, 19, and 20 combined. We're just repeating things. This story is really packed, full of fluff. Come on, Daily Wire, you guys can do better than this. Anyway, they're just repeating the same thing over and over again. It's a lot of immigrants. All right, we need the wall. We need the wall. Okay, what else do we need? We need the wall. We need to discourage immigrants by sending them back. Look, I'll tell you, this is what I think about the illegal immigration system, right? Illegal immigration situation. So they, they criticized Donald Trump for treating the kids in cages poorly, which he didn't do, right? But they weren't treated particularly well because you don't want them treated particularly well. You don't want... You don't want everybody from South America to know that if you come to America, you get a you get a a week in a four star hotel with you know with bed service and all the you know all the amenities, all the room service that you want. Uh, uh, you know, if you want if you want your bed turned down, just make sure you press the button. Like we don't want them to think that they're going to stay at the Four Seasons by illegally crossing the border. That's not what we want them to think. But I'll tell you what. If that's what it takes to stop the left-wing crazy criticism, I say let's do it. Let's build a bunch of four-star hotels, like, you know, a few hundred of them. Have the turn-down service. Have the little gourmet coffee for free anytime they want. We'll have Trump set it up because we've stayed in the Trump Hotel in Chicago. Amazing, amazing, highly recommended. Best hotel, best hotel we've ever been in? I think best hotel we've ever been in. 
We've been in some pretty nice places. In terms of service, yeah, space, view, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, the, the the ceilings were super high, which is very unusual in hotels. Anyway, another three dollars from Nico Greco with different emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nico Greco. So, so look, let's build the hotels. Let's let's anybody who wants to cross the border illegally, we'll put you up in the hotel. But, but. Once you cross that border illegally, you get on a list. We take your DNA. We take your fingerprints. We ship you back to whatever country you came from. And you are never allowed to come back to the United States. If you cross the border illegally, if you're caught here in America illegally, you are never allowed to come back. We will ship you out of this country. You are never allowed to come back. But you do get a nice couple of nights in the Trump Hotel down at the border. Turn down service. We will treat you so well. We will treat our illegal immigrants so well. But once you're shipped back out of here, and we'll give you a nice flight as well. It's not going to be some cheapo, crappy flight. We're going to fly you on a nice, beautiful plane right back to your home country. We might push you out with a parachute, but <laughs> before you get a little bit of an adventure on the way. But no, you're not allowed to come back to America. That's it. We're taking your DNA. We're taking your fingerprints. If we catch you here again, you are not going into the four-star hotel. You're going straight into prison. So, yeah, come once, fine. But then you're screwed after that. So that's my, that's my, I will solve all of our problems here in America. All right, next story. Just want to say thank you to Frank James for Super Chat. What does he say? Hmm? What's he said? It's just an emoji wearing sunglasses. Everybody's sending us emojis. If you want to send us m money with emojis, you are welcome to do it, ladies and gentlemen. That's a great idea. Frank James, is that his name? Yeah. A gentleman and a scholar. Okay, so I guess that's going to be our last topic. Oh, no, no, no. We've got one more. No, one more. Yeah, and this one is going to be the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter supporters harass young cheerleaders over their white privilege. Yeah, I, I, ha I haven't read this yet, so this is like a little bit disconcerting, but let's have a look at this. A megaphone-wielding woman ridiculed their pretty little gorgeous outfits, gorgeous hair, and gorgeous bows. You know what? Let's just have a look. I'm going to go ahead and put this on. Let's go have I haven't seen this yet, so let's have a watch. non-white cheerleaders that's the problem they were yeah i they were all white i guess or something but uh wow you know i've actually seen that clip on on twitter i didn't know i didn't it didn't occur to me there were cheerleaders because the caption said something about like little girls yeah this is it 
uh, Black Lives Matter activists harassed a group of young children in Louisville by mocking them for their white privilege. Um, yeah, so I did. I did actually see this uh, post by Ian Miles Chong earlier. I didn't. I just didn't catch that they were cheerleaders. But um, that's um, that's pretty unbelievable. I'm not even going to read the story because you know what? I'm just going to react because what a horrible, 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 horrible person. You're yelling at these children for their white privilege. How effing privileged are you with your friggin' megaphone sitting on the corner of the street harassing everybody? You need to get arrested, lady. People shouldn't be allowed to do that. I mean, okay, I get it. I get it. We get. We have to have the freedom of speech, but we shouldn't have the freedom of harassment. We shouldn't. Shouldn't have the freedom to like. I mean, okay, I get it. We have to have that freedom because you know we have to be able to talk about things that people don't like and make them uncomfortable. But like harassing children to me is crossing a line, big time, big time. Before I go off, because I'm going to go off, I want. I want to hear what you have to say about this, because you're a pretty little cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put the camera on her so she feels really uncomfortable. All right. <laughs> well. Well. I'm just, I mean, first of all, I think you're right, because it should be a crime harassing children. Harassing children is way different than just harassing people generally. Yeah. You know, I've seen some pretty vicious harassment, but why would you harass little children like that? They, yeah, they didn't do what, anything to you. What, what are parents gonna do now because you need like explain to them and what are you gonna say that what are you gonna say them that no it's okay to be white yeah yeah or yeah. all of these girls just gonna grow up yeah change their um you, you know it's a good idea you know how you make people racist you get people all of the same race to just harass people of another race i think they don't they are not gonna like you when they grow up that's my point. Yeah. If you get a bunch of Black Lives Matter activists going up to little children and every couple of weeks or so going and harassing them, those children are going to grow up thinking black people are crazy, evil psychopaths. And that's, ter- that's a terrible thing, right? I'm sure those little girls probably have some friends that are black and they, you know, they probably don't, you know. But I mean, what a horrible, horrible woman. And how stupid is she? How stupid is he? And, and listen, let me tell you guys a story because I have a video, probably my most ever popular video on YouTube, weirdly. Uh, because people who don't like me found it. But um, I told a story in that video of a good friend of mine named Liz uh, that I, I was I was friends with this woman when I lived in, in Portland, Oregon. And uh, I think I've told this story once before on this show. And yeah. uh, she didn't want me to date this blonde girl that, that we, were, we were going to the same church. And there was a blonde girl at that church. And, and Liz had been going there for a long time. And I hadn't been going there for very long. And I said, hey, I'm going to I think I'm going to ask that girl out. And Liz said, uh, oh, if you ask her out, we we can't be friends. So I thought, and Liz was a fat, not attractive girl. Let me just say, it's true. It's true. It gives me this look like, don't say that. That's that's what she is. Okay, she's fat. She's not an attractive woman. Some black women are beautiful. She's not one of them. (laughs) So she says, I can't be friends with this girl. So I think they have some kind of a problem with each other. So I said, well, what's the deal? Like, do you guys not like each other? What's the deal? She goes, oh, no, I don't know her. I'm like, well, what's your problem with her? She goes, I, I, don't, I can't be friends with, with blonde girls, especially not beautiful blonde girls. If you, if you date a beautiful blonde girl, we can't be friends. I'm like, what the hell happened to this woman? So I say to her, well, what happened? Like, why, what's your deal? And she goes, when I was a little kid... When I was a little child, there were these beautiful blonde girls at my school, and they made me feel terrible about myself. 
And I always hated the fact that I was black and I hated that I was fat. And it was because of these blonde girls. And I thought, Not oh. Not because of your genetics, parents, because of right. random kids. Well, but, but here's the thing. So I actually f- was sympathetic to this because, you know, yeah, I don't, don't want to see, see a girl bullied in school and have her feel bad about herself. So I, I was like, well, what, what, what did they say? What did they do that was so terrible to traumatize her so much that not even a friend of hers could date a blonde girl? And she and I so I asked her and she said, I'm not joking. Oh no, they were really nice to me. <laughs> I said, Well well then if they're really nice to you, why do you hate them so much? She's like, their mere presence, they were so they were so beautiful and they were so uh uh you know, everything about them was so great that that my impression of myself in contrast to that was that I didn't like myself. Okay. That's a bit, that's terrible. That's really sad, I think, okay? But you can't blame all beautiful blonde women for the rest of your life because you feel ugly next to them. It's not their fault. They didn't make themselves beautiful. That's just what happened. Sorry, lady. So now she's, like, comfortable being black. She's comfortable being fat. She's, like, happy with herself. And, but I guess this is, like, this this happiness with herself is predicated on never interacting with a blonde girl ever again. Yeah, yes. I mean, she's essentially a bigot because she can't... And, and, but see, I think that this problem is kind of pervasive. If you're somebody who looks at other people and, they, and you compare yourselves to them all the time, then you're going to be a hateful person. You know, I'm trying to think of a, a, somebody who's better than me so I can say how much I hate them as a joke, but I can't think of anyone. <laughs> now, that's not because I'm the best person in the world. That's just because I can't think very well because I didn't get much sleep last night. But uh, my, you get the idea of the joke. It was supposed to be funny. Anyway, moving on. Ugh, that's Okay, guys. I guess we can start taking some questions. No, we can't because yes, I'm not can. done ranting. So my point about this is that I, I, I think this is actually kind of a common thing. Uh, uh, I speculated about this in the video. And this is, this is why the video got so many views. It's very controversial. I said, I think this may be a cultural um, perception of white people from black people. Because like, white people, we don't really think too much about the history of, of white culture and how you know the Wright brothers invented the airplane. And before that, it was like a German guy whose name I can't remember who developed the glider. And it was a German guy who invented the car. And white people invented the wheel. I mean, you can go back that far. We've invented everything, right? We invented computers. We invented, you know, the the, the engineering. What about peanut butter? White people actually invented peanut butter. You guys can look it up. That was a myth. Forget about this. George Washington Carver did not invent peanut butter, although he was a smart man and he did a lot of good science. But he actually didn't invent peanut butter. People would be surprised to know that. Um, uh, Eli Whitney did invent the cotton gin, though. Cotton gym, okay. which I which I mentioned. I, I think have in the to last remember video. this. Yeah, we have two super chats. Oh, you want to read them? Yeah. Can 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 you wait for me to finish this? I'm no. almost done. I promise. <laughs> I'm almost done. I promise. I'm almost done. I promise. So, because because so because of my interaction with this girl, and I started to see parallels between what she was saying and how black people talk about white people. So, like, what I what I'm trying to say is, white people take for granted that white people developed Western civilization, and we don't actually. Most white people, I've never heard of a white person saying, oh, I'm awesome because white people historically were awesome. Like, I'm awesome because the Wright brothers were awesome. I'm awesome because 
Alexander Graham Bell was awesome. I'm awesome because, you know, nobody nobody looks at the inventors of history or the people that contributed a lot to society or great kings or great presidents and says, oh, I'm the same color as that person, therefore I'm great too. No white person thinks like that. White people just don't think like that. But but black people, for some reason, at least not, not all black people, obviously, but the, the, the ones, that, these insufferable ones like her, they'll look at white people and say, oh, you can look to all this great stuff and see how great you are, but we don't have any great people to look at and say how great we are. I mean, they have a few. They have like Martin Luther King Jr., you know, certain kinds of, uh, of people, but it's not like an entire society full of people who developed Western civilization. I mean, when when Europeans and black people met, Europeans were in a highly advanced society and black people were essentially Neolithic. They were the equivalent of Neolithic white people. So there is, the, I think that this, and, and white people never talk about that. We never think about that because it is something that is a little bit, obviously we would think people might be sensitive about that, especially considering that if you meet a black person today, they're obviously not Neolithic. They can have, you know, they can be incredibly, uh, they can be far more intelligent than you are. They can be far uh, uh, better in, in just about every single aspect. And so, you know, typically in our society, we tend to treat everybody by their individual character as opposed to what race they're from. But other types of people don't necessarily see the world that way. And, and, and white people forget that because we're sort of conditioned to see people by their character, whereas black people don't always do that. Like a woman like her, she looks at all those white girls and says, well, you all have privilege. You are all part of a group. You are all bad or you're all this or whatever. That's not the way people should think about things. But when you think about groups like that, you then can start to resent the group. So I do think people like her screaming at those little girls, she's just resentful of the whole white race because she's jealous of them. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the key thing that makes me think that is her saying, you girls with your pretty bows and your pretty hair and your pretty dresses and all this kind of stuff. It's like, girl, why are you jealous of children? Yeah, they're children. Yeah, they're cute. But you're, an, you're a grown woman? And you're jealous of these kids? Grow the How F up. How insecure she is. Unbelievable. Just absolutely disgusting. There's obviously something wrong with her. But... Three super chats. All right. All right. I'll shut up. All right. On to the questions and comments. Thank you for the super chats, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry I went on so long, but I am pissed. <laughs> okay. First one. First Stefan. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Well, I just call you Stefan says Meghan Markle for president dot 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 of the victimhood society Meghan Markle the president of the victimhood society I love it okay I love that uh next one Frank James mm-hmm. in 40 years old I've never seen so much racism as I've seen in the last five to eight years racism was dying and the left is breathing life back into it into yeah. into yeah. it yeah yeah well you know what's weird is um yeah we, we we basically killed off racism in the 80s like when i was growing up we didn't we didn't have really any racism at least where i was growing up and uh and i think probably in places in america where there was racism it was probably dying out but the left went too far. They they were like, okay, we want black people to be accepted in every field. We want people to be accepted in society and all this kind of stuff. And pretty much every white person across the board was like finally coming and saying, okay, yeah, that's great. That's great. And then someone's, you know, because you get these race baiters and their whole, their whole career is based on creating tension between the races. They're not creating tension, but 
pointing out problems and pointing out issues and pointing out racists, once they didn't have any racists to point out and criticize, they had to create tension. They had to point out little things that weren't necessarily racism and invent something and say, oh, that's actually bad. That's actually racist. So they created all these new classes of racism, you know, uh, <laughs> these, these stupid ideas, these things that aren't racist at all. They point out, and say, oh, no, that's racist. Because they wanted to keep it going. They wanted to keep the whole victim thing going. They wanted to keep the whole oppression thing going. So they still had something to talk about. And it's those people who ruined it for everybody. Uh, but then it went a step further than that even. And people could no longer really... Um, I mean, they were still lying and saying there was all this racism in America. But they went one step further and said, not only do black people deserve to be equal to white people because of the history of oppression and because black people were held back for so long... Black people deserve to be better than white people. They deserve to have more. They deserve to have more without actually doing any work or trying to achieve anything. They just deserve, deserve, deserve. And this was a mistake because then every single per white person who hasn't really had, um, you know, a good hand dealt to them in life is like, well, back the truck up, a-hole. No, you don't deserve anything for doing nothing. You deserve nothing for doing nothing, and if you work hard and you do right, and and you know maybe you deserve something then. But I've worked hard my whole life, and I don't have anything. What the, what the hell do you deserve something for? Because your ancestors were hurt. My ancestors, I'm sure, were hurt too. People people don't recognize how hard most people's ancestors had it. Most people's ancestors did not have it good. Just because everybody's ancestor wasn't a slave, that doesn't mean they were like you know living the high life. All of our ancestors weren't friggin' Meghan Markle. Anyway. Moving on to the next okay. question. Next question from Quantum Football. Okay. Does the Valeria think she'll be able to get an acting job again unless the Daily Wire starts producing more movies and TV shows? <laughs> Guys, I can't even read English. How am I supposed to get an acting job? I hate acting. Well, some people probably think you're an actress because we always say you work in Hollywood. I do. I hate it. <laughs> She doesn't want to say specifically what she does. She does a variety of jobs, but she doesn't actually do acting in the traditional sense. I'm not sense. trying to be an actress. She's not trying to be an actress. I'm a Screen Actors Guild. Probably going to get a letter that says, please resign from Screen Actors Guild. Like Trump, <laughs> like Trump got it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm not trying to be an actress. I just do quite a bit of money doing this kind of Hollywood stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not pursuing career. I hate Hollywood. I, I was doing some real acting, uh, some voiceover yeah, work, you, and you stuff were, like that. And you're a good, you're a good actor, Chris. I certainly am. You have an education <laughs> and movies, and I'm just, I just like to make money. <laughs> it's funny. I once had to do angry. I had to do all the emotions in an acting class once, and the only one I knew I couldn't do well is crying because uh, I, I can't cry. It's, 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 it's. I tried for actually quite a long time. I tried for about. I don't know, for a few months, I, I had a, a friend who could cry on, um, at will. She could cry at will. Uh, what was her name? You, you know, the red-headed chick. Red-headed girl, my friend? Cassie. Cassie could cry anytime she wanted. She was amazing. And uh, I had Cassie trying to train me how to cry. And she couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So we, we had an exor acting exercise. Everybody in the class had to come up. We each had to do um, a bunch of different emotions, right? Uh, in in a, in whatever order this this uh, acting coach told us. And the only one I knew I wouldn't be able to do is crying. Um, <laughs> I knew I could do angry very easily. 
so I went ahead and I did all the emotions, happy and, and angry and all this, and he did crying. And what I did for crying is um, I sort of looked away as if I was ashamed to be crying and, um, and acted like I was trying not to cry, right? And, uh, because I knew I couldn't actually cry. And we got done with the exercise, and the guy was like, the guy was like going through and criticizing me, and he was really getting on me about the about the angry. And I'm like, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, angry. I'm like, angry is like easy for me. I get angry, no problem. And he's like, no, no, you need to work on the angry. And the really funny thing about that is like, I actually am angry a lot. <laughs> like it's very easy for me to be angry. But for some reason, it didn't come across, and maybe because I wasn't thinking that I had, I was focused too much on the on the sad thing. But when we got done with it, he's like, "I said, no, no, I think my problem was the the sad thing. I don't think that came." And he goes, "Oh no, the sad was amazing." And everybody in the class goes, "Yeah, the sad was amazing." I was like, "Hey, so I mean, acting's kind of a fun a fun thing if you're if you're kind of good at it naturally to just play with that and go to these classes and you know do a movie and all that. Like, it's good fun, but." Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, that's the, I can tell you all kinds of stories from acting. I don't know why I went into that. Anyway, acting, good fun, <laughs> random, random. Anyway, next comment, next, anything else? Anything interesting? Well, I think because we did two hours yesterday, <laughs> well, I think we can be. Okay, are we about good? Let's see, Anonymous, uh, Anonymous writes, uh, Chris is an amazing actor. He's yeah. playing the part of a conservative. He's actually a communist. <laughs> yes, this whole time. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's possible. I've talked to some other conservatives about it, um, and, and you really can't do this job if you're faking, because because uh, I, I don't. I, I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could be genuine. Well, I'm faking that I'm leftist every time I see crop talk, <laughs> talks about uh, out here Trump in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Let me guys tell you a story about Hollywood real quick. So when, there was one time when I was on a, sh a TV show working as a PA. This is this is a long time ago, long time ago, maybe fifteen years ago or something like that, like two thousand five, I think two thousand five. And um, my brother came to visit the set. This is over at Warner Brothers, and so I I had uh, I was hanging out with uh, the the actress who starred in the in the TV show. Um, she used to have all the guys, all the all the hot guys from set used to go have drinks in her dressing room after the uh, like a little party like a mini party after we would shoot right they would have the main party in the on the on the sound stage and then there was like the hot guys party in her dressing room which is kind of it's true that's what we do it's weird anyway so i mean it was just chit chat it wasn't anything weird um glasses of wine and chit chat and uh and so one day so i asked my brother my brother came around and i asked her if he could come hang out with us so my brother was hanging out and at one point, it was me and my brother and her and one of the managers of one of the other actors. And, they're, and, and the two of them were mainly doing the talking. And they were just talking so much crap about Republicans and saying all this nasty stuff. And I could see my brother getting more and more angry, you know. Which one was it? Uh, John, my brother John. John. And, and you could because see that it. would be Nick. He would kill everyone there. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. And I could just see my brother, like, looking back and forth as they're talking, like, watching a tennis match. And just getting more and more angry. And I could tell that he was just like, that he wanted to say something. <laughs> I didn't want him to say anything. And I was kind of freaking out because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired. You know, I was pretty young. You know, I was like, I think I was 25. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So then suddenly, as the tension is building, tension is building, I just go, <laughs> like, you know, in, in the conversation, my everybody looked at me like, what, what was that? And I'm like, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We laughed, and my brother was like, "Why did you make that noise?" I'm like, "I thought you were gonna say something." And he's like, "I'm not an idiot. I wasn't gonna say anything." I'm like, "Okay, well, that's a stupid thing for me to do then." <laughs> but I was terrified. I was terrified that he was gonna say well, something. Well, I know. I kind of know how to spot conservative on um, studios like Sony Pictures and other. Yeah. Uh, after we were done, I went to the parking garage and yeah. called the elevator, and the other crew guy uh the kind of old white guy came yeah and we went to elevator and just both took the masks off and looked at each <laughs> oh, other so you've got a nice symbol now and yeah. look at oh, each other it, like it. and he has a american flag on his Perfect. head and yeah, i was yeah. like uh we know what <laughs> we know what you're like that. you're like uh you know who my husband is don't you <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no no I, I when i was on that same show there was a guy named i think his name was hector it's a long time ago, i can't remember but uh, it was a black guy actually black guy and he said something once political a little bit. And I kind of was like, no, no, that c- it can't be, can't be. So I was like, hey, Hector. And so we start talking and I'm like, holy crap, he was a Republican. And so like, like little, like, like teenage girls talking about the, 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 you know, the hot quarterback or something in, in junior high school, we would sneak off to the corner and we would talk about being a Republican. And, you know, it was like we'd have these secret, like all the time on set, we'd be like, oh, let's talk. We'd sneak around, you know, like it was like a little secret, you know, we couldn't tell anybody. But, uh, oh man, yeah, I love that guy. He was, he was such a breath of fresh air when you're, when you're in Hollywood and you find a Republican, you can sneak off and talk. Oh, it's it's ama- it's an amazing feeling. It's like a brother. The guy's like a brother. I have another super chat. Oh, okay. Jordan B, what topics do you both of you talk about most in 2021? <laughs> what do we talk about? What do race. we talk about? Oh, well, you mean on the show. We talk yeah. about race. We talk about race. I hate talking about race. I I'm going to tell you, I hate I'm talking so about sick it of it. That's why we get demonetized all the time. Well, I'll tell you what. So, But it is a topic that we need to talk about because it just comes up all the time. But... um. What what do we talk about in private? Because we don't really talk politics that much in private. Uh-huh. You think sure? we do? Well, it's talk. Biden. If we read something funny or interesting in the news, but like, what do we talk about in twenty twenty one? We don't actually talk really about COVID that much. We don't. What do we talk about? What do we talk about? We talk about everything: COVID, politics, traveling, moving out, get yeah. the hell out. Yeah, we <laughs> we all, we bicker a little bit. The one thing, the one difference Valeria and I have. Is, is where we want to live. We, we have very distinct ideas about where we want to live or where we don't want to live. And so, like, for instance, I'm like, we can move wherever we want. I mean, except for she can't leave the country, so we can't leave the country. But I said, well, let's we can move to the Hawaii. most common topic, Chris's ex-girlfriend's true. Dude, seriously? <laughs> Wait, I mean, I'm not in trouble here yet. You don't need to get me in trouble. Um yeah. Anyway, anyway, I don't. Uh, <laughs> we we talk about moving a lot, actually, way more than we should. I broke the bed today, and it wasn't even doing anything fun. There was no like we weren't even exercising. Uh, yeah, I just sat on the bed and it broke because I'm so unbelievably fat. We talk about that quite a bit. How fat I am! Oh, I need more shirts because I'm I've, I've gained another size. <laughs> I actually bought a bunch of shirts that were way too big, and I had a, had a return on my. Yeah. I, I overestimated how big I was. Yeah, but that bed right there. So you guys can't see it, but <laughs> so I laid down the bed, and it actually there was I think there was a crack in the wood or something because it it literally split the wood in. It didn't even make sense how it broke. It must have been. I'm I'm calling this a manufactured defect because I'm I may I may be fat, but that's ridiculous. 
anyways, the bed broke. I sunk way down, you know, and, and I had to get up. And then I was trying to get her to hold hold the little piece of wood up while I drilled. Broke drill. the bed, no collar is required. I was trying to drill drill uh, uh, screws into it, but but uh, Valeria couldn't hold it up. So I had to hold it up because it was a little bit heavy. I had to hold it up and pinch it in while she drilled all the screws into it. Yeah, that 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 isn't a euphemism. That's just that's what that's regular. This literal. Uh. Anyway, so anyway, so yeah, we got it back together. And I think it's stable. What do you think? <laughs> I think it can hold my weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, we're losing viewers. <laughs> Listen, viewers, we we better go. Chris okay. broke the yeah, bed. Just, uh, let's Quit go bragging. Over. Yeah, Zombie Teddy says, "Quit bragging." <laughs> I I do suspect that it is from. From a little bit of overuse over the past years, but we we sleep hard. We're hard sleepers. All right, shall we? Um, shall we? Shall we go? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for a lovely uh, episode for sticking with us, even though what we're talking about our our marital issues, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. So hopefully, we'll have some good stories then. Uh, until then. You have a wonderful night. You want to say goodbye? Good. <laughs> I'm just reading people's comments. You want to read one last comment before uh, you go? I just like that comment from, I think her, uh, Jesus is God saying one word, three letters, fat, three exclamation marks. <laughs> <laughs> you need to change your name from Jesus is God to like, I'm not very nice. <laughs> okay. Shout disconnected. Okay. We need to be done. And there's some problem with connections. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. We'll see you tomorrow night.